Hey, Sarah Golding here, and welcome to episode three of Mediva Podcast. We are looking at all things voice reel preparation. What questions you need to ask your producers before you even get into the studio? What do you need to do yourself? What do you need to research and find and look for? It's all here in episode three, part one of Voice Reel Exploration. Hello and welcome to Madiva Podcast. The focus today is on all things demo reels from what folks should absolutely consider before even thinking about who's going to do the demo reel to finding the right place to do it, being economically savvy and not getting ripped off, whether or not to be proactive and provide your own scripts and more. Now, to help us fathom our way through this crazy quagmire today, I have the wondrous Kirsty Gilmore with me. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Sarah. It's very exciting to speak to you. Thank you for giving up some of your time today. Now, now you are an award-nominated voice reel producer and you voice act superbly. You do uh, sound design, well, pretty much a a gazillion, trillion amazing things. So welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, so I am a voice actor, a sound designer and a voice reel producer. In terms of voice acting, I do uh, everything everybody normally does, commercials, corporate promos and all of that kind of stuff. I've also just been in a Radio 4 drama called The Christchurch Murder, which was on Radio 4 on Saturday and you can catch up with that on on iPlayer as well. And that was a great thing to be part of. Um, So that was was acting. I do Mm. sound design for theatre and opera and short films and also audio drama and radio drama. And I'm currently working on three different radio dramas, audio dramas, uh, and doing sound design for those. And as a voice reel producer, I am a character voice reel specialist. Fantastic. I produce gaming reels, I produce animation reels, and I produce radio drama reels for actors. You sound amazing. Oh, thank you. And I also used to produce commercial and narrative reels, so I know quite a lot about that side of uh, those types of reels as well, but I no longer, I don't, I don't produce those anymore. I discontinued them at the end of the year in order to concentrate on character reels. Because they're so popular, yes. <laughs> yes, very popular. It is, I am quite popular, which is, uh, which is a lovely feeling. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I do all my sound and uh, voice reel work under my company, Sounds wild uh, so if you're looking if you're looking for me it sounds like sounds and wild w-i-l-d-e like oscar wild uh, not that that yeah not that that had any anything to do with how i chose the name but there we are how very amazing is there anything you cannot do <laughs> i don't know there is <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> that's it i mean there's lots and lots of things i cannot do but in the voice of voiceover and i tell you what i'm not a very good movie trailer voice okay the one with this is your achilles heel <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair that's not something i'll ever get booked to do so um so i think that's i think that's that's fine that's, i, I want to book you now i want you to do a mediva uh, podcast trailer now just so that you've done that as well <laughs> oh I, I do a bit i I do a load of podcast intros and, you know, and that kind of thing. It's just specifically that deep movie Uh, trailer voice, which is, to be fair, isn't very popular at the moment anyway. But uh, yes, yes, so that's me. Superb. Well, well, you sound absolutely amazing. So you're obviously exactly the right person to be talking to right now. So let's get to the nitty gritty, shall we? So regards to voice reels, demo reels, specifically currently for audio dramas, radio dramas, whatever you want to categorize the the theme as, Mm -hmm. before folks even contemplate contacting anyone about making their reel, what should they do? What should they think about? What should they write? 
write down? What should they sort out before they even contact someone? For specific, speaking specifically about radio drama or audio drama reels, really, before you mm. even consider doing that kind of a reel, you have to have a high standard of acting because that's what's going to be captured. So there's many reasons why somebody might want to get a radio drama or an audio drama reel produced. But mainly mm. it's because they want to get more work. They want to get more audio drama work. So therefore they want a showcase that they can send out to audio drama producers and production companies to say, hi, this is me. Would you consider, you know, consider me for roles or consider auditioning me for roles? And when when you do that, when you're showcasing, what people will want to hear is a very high standard of acting. So if you're not a professional actor, if you don't have a professional acting background, if you don't have acting training, then I would say before you even get 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 behind doing a reel, go out and get some acting training. In the UK, there's many courses. There's weekend courses. There's evening courses. You can do courses and workshops specifically in voice acting. Uh, City Lit in London has radio drama courses. Or you can, you know, there's, there's plenty of other acting courses around which are not specifically yes. radio drama, but will give you the tools you need to uh, to do that. So... I would say that before, but that would be my first thing. Before you even consider doing a reel, consider whether you have the acting skills, whether you have the acting skills available to you to create a really professional sounding sounding performance. Absolutely. And obviously as well, there's things like community theatre to get involved in and just play and understand the, the various facets and watching other people. I think going to see things, listening to as much as possible will kind of give you that vibe for actually what is excellent because you'll have uh, an informed ear by listening to other folks as oh, well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, listening to things is really, really important. Mm. Find out what the current standard for audio drama is. Yes. You'll find, um, obviously, there's a lot of different styles of audio drama. And now that it's not just it's not just the BBC anymore, there's a lot of different, um, as we know, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of different independent companies making a lot of stuff out there. And I would say... Think about the style of drama that you want to do. Do you want to do dramatic, quite serious, gritty drama? Do you want to do sci-fi? Is that something that you're interested in? Do you want to do some, uh, something that's more comic? There's a lot of different styles out there. And I think that you need to, if you, if you go, yeah, I'd really fancy being in a big Finnish production one day, for example, then go out and listen to that. You know, make sure that you understand the sort of thing that they're after. Yes. How do you think people can find respectable people and once they've decided and they've perhaps got that training behind them and they think right I need to get my reels done I've got my headshots I'm ready to go vocally now where can they find some really respectable people to to go with how do they find producers well radio drama production voice role production is quite niche so not every voice role producer will do it as as opposed to say commercial demos commercial voice reels if you want to get a commercial voice reel done there are a lot of different companies in london and around the uk that will do that for radio drama I would say ask uh, acting friends who you know are in radio drama or have done or have done radio drama or have done radio drama reels who they recommend there's a couple of specific companies out there. There's a couple of radio drama production companies that produce reels. So you might want to and uh, you might want to approach them. But I would say look for someone who understands radio drama and audio drama and isn't just an engineer in a studio. Because what you get, you can book a studio with an engineer and just book for them, you know, book a package. And a lot of recording studios will do this, that you can do a package where you bring along all your stuff and they'll record you and they might mix it with, with mix it a bit. But what you receive from that is you're unlikely to receive great direction. Mm -hmm. So 
you are essentially self-direction with an engineer pushing the faders. And that isn't going to give you the kind of the kind of result that you would want to put in front of professional audio drama pro- producers, because it will uh, self direction is incredibly hard, and you don't push yourself enough. So, I would look for uh, companies that under- yeah that understand audio drama that can that can say oh yes you know I I know I know what the current market's like I know what uh, I know what people are looking for and someone who has experience producing those kind of reels. Mm-hmm. I think as well it'd be valuable if obviously they would have hopefully a website you could go to and, and click on and listen to some examples of the th- reels they've produced. Look at testimonials as well, which hopefully are real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just have a good look at the kind of facilities that that person has as well as to mm. you know what you're, you're going to go go into perhaps. Yeah. 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 I think it's I think it's important. Um, you, you need to decide what you want out of the real you know is it really important to you that that you that you have to have a studio that's near you that could really change you know that could really change your options available do you want someone who was going to guide you through script choosing is that something that you know do you want do you want someone who will give that kind of input or are you or is that something that's less what you're looking for and also there's a cost factor as well how much how much are you prepared to pay for it um what's your what's your budget and what does the what does the studio offer Hmm. Fantastic. Yes. So if they found you, for example, what kind of questions do you think that people need to be asking someone like you about the whole process? What do, what do they really need to be getting to, to grips with before they even uh, come? I in? think one of the important things they need to ask is what in, in terms of material, are they expected to provide their own material? Will the studio provide material? And will, will the studio, will the producer give guidance on what kind of material they should be looking for and what things are going to be appropriate? Uh, or will that be left completely up to the actor? Uh, also, um, just the way the way the producer works, mm-hmm. um, the working environment, what sort of what sort of environment it is, whether it's uh, whether you're going to be working in someone's professional home studio or whether you're going to be working in like a commercial studio, for example, you know how how it's going to be structured, how much time you get is often quite important. You know, mm-hmm. are they are you going to be rushed in and out of there in an hour and a half or are you going to have a number of hours, so four, yes. three, four hours in order to uh, in order to properly develop the scripts? Will you be given direction? Is that going to be part of it or is it more like we're going to record two or three takes and we're going to just, we're just going to take whichever the, we feel we feel the best take is? Would you be, you know, will the characters be wor- be worked on? Also important to ask is, you know, how long you can expect the turnaround time to be, how long you can expect to receive your reel back mm-hmm. um, and what the policies are, what the producer's policies are on changes. Yep. If you if you want to make changes to your reel after you receive it, what, you know, what they can be and what you receive as well. How long is the reel going to be receiving? What format is it in? Do you get separate clips and one and a montage or just a montage? Will they give you dry versions of the clips or... Or, or will it just be mixed with music and music and sound effects? Yes. And finally, uh, how do they expect payment? Mm-hmm. Do they uh, do they want a deposit in in advance and then balance at the end, or do you pay the full thing up front? You know, all of these all of these things are really important. Whether you feel the package that the producer is offering is right for you. Yeah, superb, brilliant, brilliant points there. I think yeah, everything there is really key. And just with regards to your personal preference, like for for how you run your business, what what would you say is a sort of most sought after go to package? In terms of radio drama, I just provide the one package for radio drama. 
So I don't know whether that's the most sought after. It's certainly my sort, most sought after package for radio drama because I only provide one. Um, I don't. I don't think a lot of studios will probably provide a lot of different types of packages because for radio drama specifically, I mean, I also provide animation and I provide gaming. But in terms of radio drama, I mean, there is no. I think it's important to say that there is no standard reel. There isn't anything particularly written down anywhere. Whereas, as opposed to kind of. Commercial reels, for example, the standard what people expect for commercial reels is around a 60 second reel with no longer than 80 seconds with at least five to six different clips yep. with hard edits, no fade in, no fade ins and fade out and all mixed to current broadcast standards. So the sort of uh, mixed to the style of commercial that you can hear on the television and you can hear on national radio. Yes. And that is a commercial, that's a commercial standard at the moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas for radio drama, there is no standard and for audio drama reels, there are no standard. The, the What I work off, I work very broadly to the guidelines posted by BBC Soundstart. Mm-hmm. So, if you go on the BBC Soundstart website, there's a there's a there's a drop down about you know what should I put on my audio reel, and they have some suggestions which are broadly eight clips, no more than one minute, around one minute each, and they say yeah. have a clip in your definitely a clip in your natural voice, at least one dramatic piece, at least one comedy piece, at least one piece of contemporary prose, by which they mean a modern book extract, Mm -hmm. and then clips in any pieces in any of the accents you want to showcase. They suggest you put a poem in if you want to. I don't suggest you put poems in because the poetry market is tiny. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, it's a a real... And then what I the way I produce that is that I then... We record eight clips of around one minute each, Mm -hmm. and then short monologues or a book extract... And then I mix that into sort of a about two, two and a half minute montage. Yep. So it's sections of each of those and you receive, and I also mix each individual longer clip. So what you mm-hmm. receive is each individual one minute clip mixed with music and sound effects as appropriate. And then you receive a two to two and a half minute montage, which you can send out to producers and directors and put on spotlight. Yes. And also I provide dry versions as well because some people prefer that. Yes. So that's the way I produce. I produce drama reels. Like I said, there is no standard, but in order to get a a variety of different types of uh, so that a director can get an idea of how you approach different characters and different genres I would say having a variety of of characters in in terms of a variety of reads making sure that you've got comedy and drama not just one or the other make sure that you've got your natural voice in there yes Mm -hmm. yes that's key isn't it yes yeah I mean do do you recommend people finding their own scripts do you leave it up to to them to decide how much they provide or or do you uh, feel it's better to kind of guide with what you have um I ask people to provide their own scripts Mm -hmm. because I feel that an actor knows their voice better and bearing in mind that I mainly work with professional actors and actors who are drama school trained in the UK or have had drama school training a lot of people will come to me with a number of you know they've already got sort of audition monologues for example that they've used before Um, however I am very happy to to guide people as well so if somebody says look I'm having a real problem finding a a comic monologue Mm. then I have access to a number of resources that I can say okay we'll try look at this this person's place Um, but I think and also I will always steer people in you know there's certain things that I say look that's really overdone 
for example, quite a lot of Shakespeare is very overdone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people don't necessarily want to hear Lady Macbeth's speech again. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I would say if you're after, if you're looking for something like that, you know, try uh, try a a lesser known Shakespeare or try one of the, a Jacobean tragedy instead, you know, that kind of thing. So I always tell people to search for their own material first and then come to me if they're having any issues. And I often, I find book extracts. um, People often struggle to find a good book extract that suits their voice and is contemporary yes i mean that that is the thing isn't it yeah. finding something that does showcase your your very best and you're the person that can judge that you know the stranger you're talking to who will be your producer as a professional relationship isn't going to know you as well as you do so yeah it is about really thinking about what will will show your your wares off the best Definitely. Yeah, and I think it's um. I mean, the producer should be should should be able to give input. Mm. Like I will be, like I said, I'll be able to tell someone, look, Titania's speech from A Midsummer Night's Dream. The main don't do that. That's mm. <laughs> really nobody wants to. You know, nobody needs to hear that again. Or or don't choose Alice in Wonderland because it's terribly popular yes. and it's hard to give a um. It's hard to it's hard to give a performance that 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 will make someone forget they're listening to the same story they've probably heard mm. hundreds of times. <laughs> And I think um, also a producer should be able to say to someone, you know, I always get my clients to send me to send me their scripts in advance mm. to send me their extra so I can look through and go, well, this is great. But these three are basically the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all from different plays, but you've just you've chosen three. We are a housewife. OK. And that's not very interesting. You can you can you know, you can do you can do more than that. Or, you know, if I was helping a friend of mine choose extracts for an audition mm-hmm. and she sent me these two extracts and I'm like, yeah, well, that that's great. But they're both very angry women. Mm-hmm. And while there's nothing wrong with that, that's not really showcasing, again, it's not really showcasing your range. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you try looking looking for some something that's, you know, that's a bit softer, a bit more gentle or something funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think there's a, there's a balance there. Yes, absolutely, an actor. I don't know your voice. I don't know what roles you play most. But I can tell you if I look at your your scripts and go, yeah, can you really keep up a Northern Irish accent mm-hmm. for for a day's recording? Mm-hmm. If you can, that's great. But if that's something, you know, think very carefully about what uh, about what skills you can actually showcase. Absolutely. You know, because obviously you want to showcase your best, your best, your absolutely best skills, not I, I used to be able to do a French accent, but I haven't for five years, but let's give it a go. Yes, I can do a brilliant French accent after a bottle and a half of wine. Yes, <laughs> but that's by the by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But exactly. I, I mean, and how much in advance of actual recording do you have these discussions? What would you recommend people kind of, because, you know, you don't want people perhaps calling on a Thursday saying, can I record on a Monday if possible? What What kind of decent amount of time do you think people should be thinking about you know contact and that time between recording I mean I would I would start thinking about it at least a month in advance I would say because voice role producers get very booked up um yes personally I have a limited number of slots per week because it is mm-hmm. not my only it's not my only income stream yep. so I and I have a limited amount of slots so I'm generally booked up two months in advance wow. for reels Excellent. yeah so it is not possible for somebody to call me on a Thursday to record on a Monday because I'm just I just won't have the slots available yep. but if if it did come to it and it was and um, I did you know have cancellations or reschedules and space free I require people it has to be at least two weeks it has to be at least two weeks in advance because 
I need to be confident that that person will go away and, you know, spend the time doing the research, finding the material. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I say to people think, you know, at least a month in advance, mm-hmm. because we're all very busy. You know, life is very modern. Life is very busy. Yeah. It's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be surprised how long it takes to find things that you think are appropriate as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people go, right, OK, so I've got a couple of monologues that I use for auditions a lot. Brilliant. Ah, but I'm normally a dramatic act. You know, I do a lot of drama. I'm really struggling finding a comedy piece or vice versa, you know. Um, So it's a um, or people will think of things and then realize that. I mean, there was there's one particular monologue book and I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. But for a while I had people coming in with like the same clips all the time. (laughs) And, you know, after about the second or third time, I was like, look, it's, you know, I was just like, you know, you can't just rely on stuff that you auditioned for drama school with six, you know, six years ago or 10 years ago. Yep. Go out and find something different because if I'm hearing this all the time, you can, you know, you can bet that those audio drama producers are hearing the same thing on yeah. reels all the time. Well, this is it. And I, I've taught um, monologues on various courses as well. And there are so many websites with hundreds of thousands of hugely different voices for you to find. So there is no excuse not to be able to put that work in, go into your local library, use the computers in there, you know, that you can get them for free as well. So there are there are many, many ways of finding brilliant. Yeah, brilliant and I things. think it's for your demo for demo purposes, you can edit scripts. You can alter scripts. If you have a script that you think is perfect, but it's clearly written Mm. for an American voice and you don't feel very confident in your general American accent, then um, rewrite, you know, adapt it for your own voice. Mm -hmm. Adapt it for what you you want to do. That's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. um, In terms of, you know, there aren't any copyright issues around recording for demo reels because because there um in terms of like the scripts because it's a demo nobody is you know you are not we are not recording you to commercially then sell it as you know to make money off your demo recording that is uh-huh. not that is not what's going to happen you know mm-hmm. so as far as you're concerned as far as people are concerned about copyright issues there shouldn't be is that the same with um just to sidestep a moment into sort of commercial reels is that the mm. same with commercials or do you use all original scripts for you know of, of brands that don't exist for commercial reels oh um always use real brands mm-hmm. absolutely if you use made up brands it just sounds ridiculous <laughs> Uh, but some countries do, though. The South African market, they use made-up brands. Mm-hmm. But um, but in um, in the UK, no, real brands. But it's um, in terms of the scripts, I mean, when I produced commercial reels, I wrote them. Uh-huh. And that was a number of years of practice mm-hmm. of doing that to get to the point where I could do them really well. Brilliant. N- not all demo producers do that. Um, I can't really speak for other people's processes. But it's a um, – I would say – try instead of instead of pulling them wholesale off the telly or off or off radio mm-hmm. take the idea of an ad and then write your own okay if you need to provide scripts now obviously not everybody feels comfortable writing commercial scripts mm-hmm. so if that's something that you don't feel very comfortable doing then that's something you need to take into consideration before you go out and record a commercial reel. You yes. need to find a producer that is going to provide you with scripts in that case. Absolutely. And that could potentially yeah. cost a little more than it might if they're not providing that service. So, yeah, that's something to think about as well. And should people yeah. should people learn these scripts like so they are really off by heart or do you think they nope. should come in cold mood? Nope. No. God, please don't know them off by heart. Um, it's not. It's not a. Um, <laughs> that was very. That was very. That firm, was, that was wasn't it? Beautifully um, firm. It's. It's. Yeah. It's not an audition. 
You know, it's not no, it's not an audition. I don't need you. And it's not a performance in that way. I don't need you to be off book. You don't need to be off book for audio drama. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Radio 4 drama that I um that I recorded, you know, I had I carried around I carried around scripts and bits of scripts yeah. with me around the beautiful house where we were recording because we were recording on location. And that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I've never done a radio drama where I had to be off book. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Also, you do things out of sequence anyway in radio drama, so it's not it's not feasibly practical. And I find if you practice, people who come who have practiced their scripts too much have recursed themselves into a groove. Yes. And it is very, very difficult to direct people out of something. Do the same lilt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's to do with rhythms, it's to do with intention. I can't, it's very, it becomes very, it, and becomes, it's not fresh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound natural. And mm. a lot of where audio drama is going these days, it's quite fresh, natural, well, not so much fresh, but natural performances. It is. I'm, I'm such a caricature actress. I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to work again. Um, so, what? And boy, oy, 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 oy. it's so true, you know. I, I just am such a caricature actress. Never mind. Um, that's just my problem. It's not yours. Where was I? So that's that's the end of the first part of really looking in detail at uh, what you need to do to get your reel done. And we're specifically, obviously, currently looking at character reels. I will later on in the series look at the other reels as well and what to pop on those. But I really wanted to focus in on character because that's what you need, right? To get yourself onto someone's earbud stirrups. Oh God, I wish I could speak better. So, so part two will be out next week. Yes, I'm going to do two weeks in a row because Kirsty spoke so brilliantly. We've got a couple of 20 plus minute episodes. So I thought rather than giving you 400 minutes at once, I'll break it up, man. So either wait for the next one and listen to them both or listen to this one now. Have a little break and a drink and some food and laugh with your friends and listen to audio drama and then come back and have the next one up to you. I will stop speaking now and leave you with the wonderful new trailer for The Amelia Project. Yes, this is one of my favourites of all time. If you haven't heard it yet, goodness me, you better jump on now because they're about to at some point soon launch season two. So without further ado, I don't need to tell you anything else about it because you'll learn all by listening. The Amelia Project, season one. Ah. <sighs> Coco from Les Dumago, the epitome of bliss, the pinnacle of creation, the... We're down to our last thermos. What? Impossible. Put in an order to Paris right away. Chop, chop, vite, vite. Delivery takes ten hours at least. What are you waiting... No. No? No. We haven't had any new clients in over a month. Until business picks up, we have to tighten our belts. But I can't work without Coco. You're not working. Well, not at the moment. Because we haven't had any clients. Because you turned them all down. But they were so boring. It can't be Jimmy Hopper and D.B. Cooper every day. Making people disappear is an art. Yeah, I'm just saying. It can't be parachutes and plane hijackings all the time. We have to take on some good old bread and butter disappearances to keep the lights on around here. Or in our case, to keep the cocoa flowing. Okay, next client who contacts us, I'll take on their case. You promise? I promise. Now give me the last of that cocoa. It looks like we have a new client. 
The Amelia Project, a podcast series full of suspense, surprises, twists, laughs and cocoa. Go to ameliapodcast.com or search for The Amelia Project wherever podcasts can be found. And remember, leave your message after the beep.